It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we are diving into the CinemaCon reveals, but especially for Sony's Craven. I think we have a lot to talk about this one, uh, <laughs> surprisingly. Craven for Craven. That's right. The Flash's early screening was also there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it and how to avoid spoilers in a, in a, mm. in a modern world. Um, Batman has several animated projects at Amazon, in case you didn't see these. And more. Do you think people back in the day, like like mud farmers, were just like, ah, duh, we're living in the modern world today. My, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I finally switched over from a from a hoe with a hoe that has a slight additional grip on the end of it. Modern mm-hmm. times. I don't think they called them hoes back then. I think they called them winches. Winches. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Oh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, you got to think like you know, make like wooden tools to metal tools, right? Like that. That was probably a big transition along <laughs> the way. The Bronze Age. Yeah. What a time yeah. to be alive. Yeah. I do have to apologize to the podcast audience. Um, from Chris's end of the microphone, you might occasionally hear soothing but mm-hmm. cute like cats in the background, and yes. on my end, I'm performing. An ick that I have personally, so I apologize. I uh, I have a, a cup and straw with Diet Coke in it, but mm. I had to ice it down because it was room temperature. So now I have this like jingling thing of ice. I don't know if it's yeah, I hear it. Oh, I hear the it. Microphone right now. That this is me putting it right up to the mic. I'm going to be more judicious about circumventing the mic using the mute button if I can, because I, I I hate it. I don't understand. Like I think the ick is not necessarily the sound to me. It's just like you know when you're in like an office environment or maybe if you're just a just around other people. Like people are super serious about their like beverages, whether it's like iced coffee or water or whatever. There, there, somebody always has like a gargantuan mm-hmm. like drink vessel that they have for on their body, and it's filled with ice. And every time it moves like a millimeter, you just hear this cascade of ice cubes. And I'm just like, okay, your your thirst is sh- is not this intense. You no. do not need all you do not need all of this equipment just to be hydrated. So I I just I this, hope I don't pass this. This right is now. this is a weird weird hill to die on, Mike. <laughs> but I'll give it to you. Uh, there's there's been worse. It's also, just like you don't you just don't need so many accessories just to drink water. That's all I'm saying. It's ice. It's ice and a straw. I, I, I whatever whatever you think, man. I, I'm not a nice person myself. It makes my teeth cold. But uh, <laughs> you know, I've got I've got a bottle. I actually have a. You can probably hear mine. Actually, mine's a little. It's got the clicky lid and. Mm-hmm. flips up so i usually leave it open uh if i know i'm gonna be drinking during the show so i don't do that but honestly uh the other thing is uh, other than mike's apologies for his ice and and my cats which are around here somewhere are um recording on saturday because i have to leave town again on sunday and uh mike is gracious enough to give me some of his saturday today um to to record this 
And Saturday uh, pod, I I like Saturday podcast vibes though. We don't get to do it often, but I do feel like I'm more energized, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like when we record on Sunday after I wrap up, I'm just like, okay, what are the last couple things I can accomplish? Stuff in through the weekend, then Mm -hmm. wind down, you know, then get back to like you know the nine to five, right? But on a Saturday, I feel like the world's my oyster after recording the podcast. Yeah, you have a lot more to do, and I, I have things to do this weekend, like you know. Uh, you know, I, I'll just go ahead. And, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in to this. Actually, I want to play more of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which came out mm-hmm. on Friday, which is the sequel to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which came out. You know, I think four years ago, three four years ago, the Souls like Star Wars game. And I will tell you, it does something in in sequel games um, that I absolutely love, Mike. Right out the gate, when you start this game you don't have to relearn all your powers from scratch. Like, you're not a depowered person. You have everything from the last game right there. I'm not trying to cut you off or stop you. Yeah. Please continue talking about this topic if you would like to. But what you're saying right there is going to be an amazing segue into yeah. what I'll be talking about. I, I know. I know. Because <laughs> what you're talking about, I, I, I've seen it, so I understand where this is going. So that's why I'm going to flip these around a little bit. Um, okay. So so what I really enjoy about this game, you know, it is, uh, again, I'm still playing the first level. Um you're introduced, you know, it's five years in the future, so there's some different characters pretty early on you're meeting. You're having a good time. You're picking up abilities. In, in video games these days, if you don't have a grapple hook or, like, some sort of, like, zip grip like grip and zip ability, you're not in the mainstream games. This game has one for you. At like, you right, hear that, folks? Chris says you got to grip it and zip it. That's right. You do. It's, Halo has this, has it. Call of Duty has it. I mean... Uh, they're, they're throwing these in there. I love the traversal mechanics in this game. I love the lightsaber combat. I've only got to play with a little bit, but this game has, um, you have different fighting stances. And I think I mentioned this before. So there's like one where you have double blades, you're like your, your lightsaber splits in two. So you have two. So you're actually like very quick and you can parry easy, but you don't do a lot of damage. There is one, which is a, you know, obviously the double bladed lightsaber, like Darth Maul. And you can, you can. I guess deflect bullets and and block attacks better than the, the standard fare, which is you know right down the middle. They they do tease you. There is one later. Uh, it's a cross guard one, like um, Kylo Ren's lightsaber, but it's a heavy attack stance. So like you you are you're more open, but you hit pretty hard. And one of the cool things in this version of the game, you actually dismember enemies as well mike with your lightsaber which is like one of the, the things i know you love right you love a Finally, good clean the one thing, it. yeah the one thing that star wars needed more of desperately is yeah. dismemberment yeah yeah and uh and it's cool because you know storm storm like you have a lightsaber like in the last game it's kind of like hitting them with a wiffle ball bat right you're like yeah there's some marks across their armor but like you're not really doing anything to them like i get it it's kind of thing but that's no you're, you're cutting arms off um there there is there is a boss. Um, I would say not fairly early on, but a boss battle, and you, you, um, there, there are heads being removed in this battle, Mike. So uh, it's very fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm very early on. I'm not beat it yet, but like, I'm just happy that you don't have to like, oh, I'm a depowered Jedi and I have to learn how to force push and pull things again over the course of a game, which you know is very, very, you know, sucky. But uh, I'm having a good time. I think they've really taken. The again the, the traversal mechanics, the lightsaber battles, um, you know the 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 skill point system is upgraded a little bit more. Uh, it's just like an improvement, right? You don't a lot of sequel games sometimes do the same thing again, and this has you know a nice polish on it in terms of gameplay and um, you know traverse like again the environment like right the levels because yeah. there are going to be things that you have to come back for because you don't have abilities yet or 
um, so on and so forth. It's really fun. Also, not to mention a lot of these uh, kind of modern IP games, right, try to just stuff in microtransactions and mm-hmm. turn it into, like, this bloated just cash hog, right? Oh, yeah. This seems to be a game that, even though I've barely played it, seems to be focused very heavily on the narrative and the storytelling. Yes. So much to the point where it really does start to feel like that they're trying to put this character, that, that red-headed actor, yeah. really seems like they're trying to put him in something on Disney+. Plus. I don't exactly remember where this lands on the timeline, is this before or after the Death Star? In between um, three and four. So this is Andor season one. Andor, Andor Obi Wan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So if they, if they could plug him in there, uh, I keep getting this um, this advertisement for it into my social feeds where it's like the actor in the mocap suit. Yeah, and with then, um, Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill's yeah. like uh, like training him. It's funny. So yeah, yeah I, I could see him going live action at some yeah. point in time. They, they, um, they really use his likeness, like, really hard. So I could see that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, and, and this one, again, he's more... The first one, he's, he's more of a kid. This one, he, he, they did use his more adult personality and looks with it. And I do suppose, too, he doesn't necessarily have to be relegated to and or Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, you could age up the character, what, maybe mm-hmm. a decade? And then he could make it into the Mando timeline? I yeah. think that's that's well, probably about the time frame, right? I would say about fifteen years, like you know, because ten ten more years would be the start of. He's at the midway point between three and four, uh, so like you know, Luke would be about ten uh, mm-hmm. right now. So he's like you know twenty. So like yeah, about about fifteen years, and he could be in in the Mandalorian yeah. era if you want to. They could they, they could do it. I mean, he's got those uh, he's got those uh, video game polished mm-hmm. graphics. He looks a little bit younger anyway, and, so. And I honestly think, you know, if they do a third game, which I believe they will, right? This this company respawned, they did Titanfall and those games. I think if they end up making the third game, they could literally, if they wanted to jump forward that far, they could easily, right? Mm-hmm. And just bypass all this stuff. But it is, it, again, to the point, the first game had no DLC, right? Even to the point, like, not just microtransactions, no DLC even, like, for extra mm-hmm. campaign levels that you buy. They're like, no, this is our story and this is our game and this is what we want to do with it. Um, and you just don't get that very often, right? And, you know, we mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the last games that kind of did that. Like, this is a single-player story, and we're not adding anything else to it. Um, so that's 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 a really cool, I guess. Uh, I, I hate to say feature, but like, you know, uh, it's glad to see companies are still being empowered to do that without having to add and add and add. But it's really fun. I think you know, if no one has played Fallen Order, is probably on sale this week while the other one's coming out. I went ahead and hundred percented it last weekend, knocked it all the way out. Um, even the achievements, so uh, very excited to kind of to get through this, and um, you know it's it's got a lot of great action, Mike, and action can also translate to movies as well, which you watched an action movie finally oh, yeah. this weekend. Here's my segue. As uh, Chris was saying earlier, a sequel that only improves upon its successor and yes. keeps the train running, and that is I can't see it being more well-defined than John Wick 4. Yeah. I finally got a chance to see it because I finally got my wife hooked into the universe. Yeah. Uh, just the other weekend, I was mentioning we finished uh, 2 and 3, and we were just like, hell yeah, John Wick 4, date night. We went on like a Wednesday night. Surprisingly, like, not the theater wasn't full, but there were still people there, and we were just having like a great time like hooping and hollering you get to the i mean the whole movie is like cranked to 11 but once you get to like the second half of the movie like now the entire theater has like bought into it you're just like on the edge of your seat people are gasping cheering clapping it was so much fun this this movie is is so good and i i can't sing the praises of the john wick franchise 
anymore. It's just amazing that the I, I knew that there was this kind of like top down shot in the film because it kind of hit some articles online about, oh, how did they film this sequence of the movie? Uh, so I was waiting for it to come. And when it happened, yeah. he's got this fucking fire shotgun. Sorry for dropping the F-bombs, but I feel like the movie, no, you're fine. The, you're the fine. movie yeah. requires it that these fire yeah. shotguns. It's just it. It was just the whole movie. Every sequence is amazing. Like they they start off strong at an Osaka Continental. They don't even ninja so, swords, bows, it, nunchucks. Well, it's freaking wild. <laughs> I I would say like again, and I, and I talked about this a couple months ago when I watched it. It's like one of the cool parts about it is the villains, right? They actually like you know kind of enhance them a little bit, right? Like they're like armored villains this time so it's not as easy as just shooting them once and putting them all down like you have to like he has to and and everyone else has to like beat up on them a little bit more before they're taken out completely yeah it's like not to mention like all of the action and choreography is amazing the new characters added Mm -hmm. to this film are so well thought out and unique we got a new character, which is almost as like kind of like a copy paste of Stick from the Daredevil universe, and they literally call him Kane, mm-hmm. which is so funny because you know they're they're doing an homage and a reference to the character, so there is no ripoff happening, and um, plays it so brilliantly. Everything's so just like beautifully painted on the screen, and like what you were talking about too when it comes to like this armor and stuff. But if there's one thing in the John Wick universe at one point in time that made me go a little bit like eh, maybe this is a step too far, it's when they kind of made the bulletproof suits, if you yeah. will, because John Wick for the most part, you know, was pretty grounded in reality, right? You know, the over the top action, yes, would never really quite happen in real life, but everything was adhering to just kind of like the rules of like realistic quote unquote like cinema right Mm -hmm. and then they introduce these bulletproof suits i'm like okay this might be a step too far but i feel like they've just woven in i guess pun intended to the universe really really well where like if we're gonna do this right let's actually lean into it to where let's make it part of the combat so there's other characters that have these bulletproof suits and they literally hold up parts of the coat as a shield all of the fighting styles reflect on i'm wearing a bulletproof suit so i can get away with these things and it's just so brilliant and actually it kind of it's circular and it comes back around onto itself because every time you're watching one of these gun driven action movies the whole time you're thinking oh if somebody has a sword or somebody has a knife or like i don't know a bow and arrow or something you're just like you're stupid why are you fighting with your fist? Just shoot them, and the the fight is over. We all know the the very famous scene from Indiana Jones where the dude yeah. comes out and he's whipping all the scimitars around, and then Indy just like shoots him. Right? That's yep. like it's so iconic. But in John Wick, it actually makes sense if everybody is basically bulletproof in a way, right? You kind of, yeah. you gotta get in close and a blade is actually really useful because the blade just gets in there like a bullet can. It, so well, it's just, it's just so amazingly thought out. Well, and, and the other part is, you know, the, the fight cells, knowing you're wearing a bulletproof suit, if you will, you have to protect certain parts of your body and you know which parts to protect. So mm-hmm. there are parts, and you know, this is no spoiler, where like you're pulling your jacket above your head a couple times. Uh, like while the like when you know you're someone's gonna try to shoot at your head, right? Mm-hmm. So like you see them do that, and you know I, I think you know the it, it's it is a it, there are a couple I think there are like two slow points in the movie I, like that really it didn't take me out of it, but they they kind of slowed down. But everything else is so fast paced, and I really love the nightclub scene. I think I mentioned that the first time too, Mike. The, the nightclub scene with this um 
the, the golden the, teeth. The t- gold teeth. Yeah, about? so that's actually yeah, like okay. a, a thinner man in a in a in a, in a fat suit, if uh, you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can tell, but it is a fun thing to watch. You know that whole scene, the poker scene, right? They're they're playing mm. the poker stuff. Like it, the tension is there. Um, the new character is interesting. Um, the guy with the dog, right? Uh, I don't. Oh, the track, the tracker, the yeah. tracker. Yeah, like I get what he's doing, but he kind of came up out of nowhere. I'm like, you feel like Halle Berry's character in four, but a different version of it, right? Like an- another very in- well equipped, you know, person who can shoot and has a dog as a sidekick. I'm like, I, I get it. So, um, but overall, I-, I think it's great. I think everyone should watch it, right? I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's it's fantastic. They they like I was mentioning last week when I was talking about the trilogy that I had seen is uh, the, Hollywood is making these movies how they used to do it back in the day, right? You start yeah. off small and you grow bigger, and you adapt to the growing size of the audience, and the budget continues to match that, right? And but I feel like they're also doing it perfectly storytelling wise, right? Where you've got to up the ante every movie, and I I, I can't imagine them <laughs> going any bigger than they did in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure as hell think that they're gonna try, right? right? They kind of um, uh, no spoilers. I'll, I'll try to keep well, it spoiler free well, here. Yeah. Um, but they they do kind of I would say wrap up the the movie slightly in this film, but they're they're definitely not. Uh, they're not marketing this as like John Wick, the final chapter. They're not marketing this as like uh, an end to like the story. It's just called John Wick chapter four. four. You know, there's nothing else to it. So it really feels like they're hinting. I know they're doing the spinoff show uh, about the continental. They're doing the spinoff movie about the ballerina. Ballerina. Um, So there's more to tell in this universe for sure. But I, I I just, I feel like this is not the last that we're seeing of uh, John Wick. And I'm, I'm, I just, I just, yep. this is just so much. I can't recommend these four movies any more than I like. It's, it, I feel like we could turn this whole podcast into just like yeah. a, a John Wick uh, weekly, yeah. uh, weekly I, show I, at this point. It's just so I, good. I can't recommend it anymore. I'm so glad I went and saw yeah. it in the theater. Yeah, I got a theory for for this movie, Mike. Um, that we'll talk, we'll take it off air. But like, yeah, we again, I think we both like I said I watched the opening weekend. Mike's finally got around to it. I think I think it's well worth well worth watching. So. Um, absolutely check that out and, you know, be, be prepared for more of the, it's not really the John Wick verse. What I mean, were they going like, to, they need to come up with a name for it. Right. Cause you know, if they go to continental and ballerina, it's more like a, it almost feels like a assassin like, universe, like, uh, the high table. The, universe, yeah, the, if you will. yeah. The high <laughs> table. Verse. Yeah. So, um, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's shift gears. Let's get into this a little bit because this is an interesting thing here. Also kind of what I've been doing, but also, for people who are out there, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three: The Red Carpet debuted on Thursday, and uh, early reactions and I believe critic reviews are out because Rotten Tomatoes I think has a score. I haven't looked it up yet. I've I've avoided all of this, um, but on the flip side, Mike, I got to watch it last night, uh, a whole week early, and this is a a rarity here in the Midwest. We don't have um, the movie stars <laughs> or the studios here, so I was very thankful to do this um you know i had to drive a little bit not too far uh, to watch it but you know there was a little bit of a drive um some people came from like ohio like five hours to watch this movie yesterday mm-hmm. and um it, it, it was a really fun experience so yeah i've been to the same place i watched shang chi early there and a couple other movies i will tell you i didn't think they would show previews they showed it like actual trailers for all the disney movies coming out before this like little mermaid mm-hmm. the marvels um anything disney is coming out so that was interesting but i did get to watch the movie mike and i'm not going to spoil it here for anybody i do not want to spoil this but i will tell you um 
for this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mike, my, my early reaction is um, that there will be a lot of people crying in this theater as I was <laughs> watching this. Uh, it's very, like, you like we have come to a point in Marvel, like, the last movie we had was Ant-Man, right? Quantumania. Action schlock movie, right? Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. really big. Black Panther, another emotional movie before that, right? But it didn't feel, that one didn't feel like a superhero movie. This is a trilogy capper brought to us by James Gunn and the cast and all the actors like in there. It's just really a really, really touching film, Mike. Now it's not without its flaws. And when we talk about it next week, I, you know, I've got some things we'd like to talk about. I honestly think everyone should, should watch this movie in theaters. Like we, we were lucky. Our, our preview was an IMAX, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, the, the IMAX, the screen was very, very tall and the, the music and sound was very, very loud. So it was a full, like, encompassing experience. And it's cool because you can hear stuff around you, right? Behind you, left, right. Because, you know, you're in space. There's a lot of stuff going on. I highly recommend people go to the theaters to see this because it is very immersive in this movie when you watch yeah, it. Well, well, this is definitely one of those transcendent... Um... Uh, uh, movies where I hear it from my mother. Yeah. I, I was I was FaceTiming with her yesterday. She was like, oh yeah, that new Guardians movie is coming out next week. Me and your dad are going to go see that on like discount night Tuesday or something after it yeah. comes out. And just like, if it's on my mom's radar yep. before it even comes out, you know this movie is going to do well financially, right? Yeah. You're really activating a group of just very casual movie fans with these iconic characters, mm-hmm. which is crazy crazy to think that like these characters are now iconic yep. right everyone knows rocket and grew and you know even even some people on the street might be able to say oh yeah that's nebula that's who that is yeah yeah exactly and and you know a lot of these actors you know were were popular and have gone on to do more things but i i fully agree financially i think this movie is going to rake rake in money right mm-hmm. but um you know is it is it the the quality um expected is and i i Despite you know being middling on the fence on the Suicide Squad, right? Because of just mm-hmm. you know the, we've talked about it and things. James Gunn really knows these characters. He has honed them in over the past nine years, and it really comes to fruition. And you know the script he may have had it written before he was you know fired and then rehired. You know from mm-hmm. from Marvel or Disney um, from Alan Horn, but like it really really does a great job with these characters and wraps everything up and. Um, you know, if you've not seen the Guardians Christmas special or holiday special, you need to watch it to go into this. I think mm-hmm. just a little bit. It helps explain it in that. Um, it not not explain like I guess there's the one part right. And just to spoil it, if you haven't watched it, but you should know this going in that Mantis and Star Lord are brother and sister, right? And mm-hmm. that that does that does care that that tidbit of information carries over into this quite a bit for it. Um, they did show there is a, a two post credit scenes, Mike. One okay. at the um, end of um, you know all the credits are actually the same on this, and it's really cool to watch the credits. So there's one mid credits and one at the end credits, if you will. Gotcha. Um, for that, so ab- absolutely, um, yeah. I, I I still have tickets to go see it on Thursday. I'm going to go re see it. I'm not going to talk anything else about it. But if you have questions, you can shoot me questions. There is there officially, Mike. I will say officially the first Marvel F word in this movie. Uh, (laughs) and i just say that for anyone who has kids who is very uh, i guess averse to that because no marvel movie it's still pg-13 they you know one doesn't push a tar but it is in here in case you have kids so um i'm only saying that for for notification and um yeah it was it was a good time what's great about the audience on these early screenings mike is because 
you know, they they like you can't record, you know, the movie. They they don't tell you to. They don't take. They didn't take our phones this time because the movie's kind of, I guess, out in the world, mm -hmm. right? Reviewers are out, but like you know, everyone there has come a long way and gotten a very limited ticket to watch this. So there was no distractions the entire movie. Like everyone literally shut their phone off and watched this movie. And like you were really part of a really, really good crowd for that. So yeah, I just a, applaud that's a, that. That's a rarity nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I recommend everyone go watch this in the theater and we will be talking about this next week whenever we, we come back and, and everyone gets a chance to, to watch guardians of volume three. Uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about CinemaCon for a little bit. I got CinemaCon here, and then we got some extra news that didn't come out of CinemaCon. So, Las Vegas. If you were in Vegas this weekend for CinemaCon, we had to look this up. We're both idiots. Uh, <laughs> I'll admit it, uh, through and through. Uh, we always get it confused with CCXP, which is Brazil Comic Con, because they both literally have, like, the same, I guess, initials, right? CinemaCon... And, and the they're CCXP, both kind of like yeah. the the oddball cons where like they're not they're I feel like they don't really have much of, they don't have much of like a legacy to them like yeah. you know we don't like attribute them to like a comic book convention or you know a certain brand or IP or like that so they just pop up out of nowhere yeah and it's more again like I said they're more like um, industry conventions Ooh. rather than actual like oh the fans are gonna come out here and we're gonna have all the actors so. Uh, it's very, very industry, but, you know, Sony had a day, Warner Brothers, DC had a Marvel, Disney, Universal as well, um, had some time panels here. So we're going to go through kind of what we thought. And the first one that jumped out um, was Sony. Sony had the first day on, I believe, was it Monday, maybe, or Tuesday. Um, and they were able, they showed like 15 to 20 minutes of Into the Spider-Verse there. Now, none of this footage has leaked yet. That doesn't mean it won't. But none of it has leaked. But they're really... Um, showing like they were showing like you know Gwen coming into Miles' universe. We've seen that right in the trailer, like where she shows mm. up and um, stuff. So, so like they're like showing like this possible relationship between them. I don't know what that's going to turn into, but they also tease a secret voice actor for this movie. Like one and like there's a Scarlet Spider who has a voice actor, and then another one. The director said like people like applauded for when they heard it in the movie. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Like what voice actor is so iconic to get people to? to yeah, clap in it, a screening yeah it makes me wonder like i feel like maybe it would or wouldn't be a spider-man like i'm trying to think like could i recognize andrew garfield's voice or toby Maguire's? maybe tom holland because he's got kind of like that upbeat kind mm -hmm. of like teenage voice even though he's not a teenager anymore yeah. so my, uh, i guess my bet's on tom holland yeah yeah i, I would also think my, my fear would be it's like somebody like the 90s spider-man guy and i'm just not gonna know um, because I'm oh, like, oh, that would be cool. I feel like I, I would recognize. Yeah. Like, like a classic, you know, classic Spider-Man more, more or less of a recent one. I'm trying to think of who else would it be like whose voice is so a voice actor or actor who maybe hasn't been a Spider-Man before, but like mm -hmm. you hear it and you know who it is, right? Like hopefully it's not Seth Rogen or something like that. Like, like I'm talking, maybe got Chris Pratt to be Spider-Man, you know, like Mario. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anybody, but this is like a very intriguing, you know, I feel like I'm going to be, again, we always talk about the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's leaning and pointing at the screen. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what we're going to be doing in this movie with all the Spider-Man people mm -hmm. um, with it. But I'm very excited because this is one of two movies that crosses through, uh, you know, multiple universes uh, that we're going to be talking about today um, for that. But yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, that comes out this summer, right? I believe it's June. Um, we've got yeah, a loaded, we got a loaded June coming up, folks. So, 
So get ready for that. Uh, on the flip side, they showed the very first uh, footage for Craven the Hunter, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson. And whether the, you whether you want it or not, it's here. It is here. Well, you you brought up a good point. We'll talk about it here in a second. This is an R-rated movie. You don't. I did not expect Sony to put out an R-rated Spider-Man character movie, right? Like mm-hmm. Venom didn't even get an R rating. They 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 strayed straight to PG thirteen on that, right? Um, despite him being very, very brutal. But they're going straight R with this. And you brought up a point. Our excitement levels are pretty high because there are literally... This could be... They could do anything in this movie, and guess what? It doesn't affect anything else in the long run. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it just... Like, you know, we love dogging on Morbius, right? Yeah. You know, like, I... I, You know, I famously don't like the Venom movies, but it's... I feel like... I don't, it, there's like no, there's no, like, I don't want to say I'm stressed when I go to any of these movies, right? But I feel like I'm, I'm trying to track the story. Where could it go? Let's mm-hmm. try to internalize my thoughts and feelings so I can bring it on the podcast on, you know, on the weekend. You know, I'm, I'm trying to take in all these things and really like savor them. Kind of like if you go out to a really expensive restaurant and you want to, you know, you want to remember every bite. You know, I feel like going to these movies is just like trash fast food. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. put french fries inside of that burger. You know, yeah, I'll slap some cheese on whatever this is. I don't, I don't care what's happening. So that's kind of the vibe I get from this kind of villain universe. Yeah, give me a Morbius too. I don't care anymore. Like, yeah. I'm just trying my best just to yeah. indulge. And, 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 and Craven here, like, again, this is, you know, Aaron Taylor Junk, I think, great actor, right? He, you know, he's good in Bullet Train. He was Quicksilver in the Marvel. He, he has his pick of, of whatever he wants to do. Um, but, you know, the fact they're, they're leaning in this R rating, like, they showed him literally biting the nose off a person in this footage, like, immediately. And, like, Spears, like, you know, impaling people left and right. They're also, the rhino is the villain in this, and he's, like, a dude is transforming into a rhinoceros man in this. Like, they are, like, you know, I don't know much about it. Russell Crowe's in it, by the way, in case anyone forgot, um, is in here. Yeah, I... Yeah, I was reading like some descriptions. I guess there's supposed to be like a little bit of strife between Craven and his brother, and father. Or no, his brother. Like his brother, the chameleon, is actually in this, and it's supposed to be his brother. Yeah, I swear this. I thought I saw father, but it, anyway, it seems yeah. like there's going to be some sort of family yep. dynamic that maybe is driving the story it, more than just like we got to catch the rhino. <laughs> yeah, so uh, exactly. I'm like, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on here. I think that's intriguing to me because. I also, like, they could make this movie, and it could be, again, like you mentioned, complete trash, right? Garbage, right? But, like, there's no stakes. Like, th- this isn't this is an MCU level. This isn't multiverse level. Like, if Sony wants to make another Craven movie in three years and wipe this one off the planet, they're going to do it. Like, right? Mm-hmm. They, they can do whatever they want. So, I, I, I like the idea of just going in and not having to worry about what this is setting up or doing later down the road. Because they don't even know. Yeah. And, and, and I don't... And I don't know if it was um, I don't know if it was a, a rumor or confirmed or what, but I, I did see um, a headline just a little bit ago that uh, I, it looks like the rhino is not going to be Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's, yeah. He's, I, I, I wanted them just to go all in, just give us that rhino because Paul Giamatti is just so hilarious. It'd be such a funny um, casting move, but it's some 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 actor I did not recognize. So uh, it looks like we're not anchoring this into the yeah. um, Andrew Garfield verse. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, so like, so so Craven's supposed to be again probably like the anti-hero right of the movie, uh, and they did show him. Uh, he, he pulled out his big lion mane vest out of a a chest or a dresser or something at some point as well in this footage. I've not seen this footage. I was really hoping somebody leaked it by now, um, but uh, I'm very. 
intrigued on how, uh, uh, yeah, for well, lack of a better, we'll balls have... to the wall they're going with this yeah. movie. Well, we got we got Craven, we got yeah. Venom. Mm-hmm. We got Morbius. Mm-hmm. We we have we have Raven, maybe possibly. Raven could always um, uh, Vulture. Sorry, not Raven. <laughs> oh, yeah, getting yeah. my getting my birds confused here. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I guess Scorpion is out there canonically, right? In well, some he, way, he's in the MCU verse, but also oh, that's right, he's in a different universe. Ma- Madam Web movie is coming out. Uh, oh yes, yeah, so, but like, so we're we're co- we're collecting this group of villains, and I'm just like, well, who are all the villains going to fight? You know, is it uh, really going to be? Maybe well, that's what you bring back Andrew Garfield Spider-Man for. Yeah. You know, you're just like it's a recognizable Spider-Man. You know, he's gotten all the checkoffs from like the the audience and like the VPs right at the studio. Let's have this kind of like used pre-owned Spider-Man yeah. come in and fight these well, villains. He also doesn't necessarily like they could bring in a Mary Jane love interest for him if they wanted to because he never had that in his universe right like they killed Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. instead um, they, they could do that if they want to I, I, they could do that I mean maybe I, I honestly if they didn't if they, if Craven didn't meet up with anybody else and they didn't like move towards a Sinister Six movie I think I'd still be fine with this I'm like yeah that's fine we don't need Spider-Man in here just just keep making these one-off popcorn movies that, that I don't have to worry about I can just watch and forget afterwards so um but yeah, it could be Andrew Garfield would be you know uh, if they wanted to team him up against him. I think that that would be, that would be the best of the three, right, to do because he only had the two movies. That could be a good third outing in a, in a way for Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. at the end of the day um, for that. So yeah. Uh, on the flip side, a movie that I would say would probably suck the air out of the room is a movie based on the Gran Turismo video games from PlayStation. Um, they showed some footage of this movie. Apparently, it's a coming-of-age sports drama film. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know? I, I'm just going to go ahead and just plead my ignorance here. Yeah. I've played, like, Gran Turismo maybe once or twice in my life. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, this is basically just a racing simulator, right? There's yep. there's there's never really been story attached to this at all, right? You're, you're correct, yes. So, so really, the, it's just a script... That's borrowing a, a name, an IP, yeah, to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah, um, it it is being directed by uh, Neil Blomkamp, right? District Nine fame. Um, Whoa, that now that's wild. Yep. coming back to Hollywood, he kind of like infamously like retreated because he hated it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then it's also uh, starring David Harbour and Orlando Bloom. Wow. Okay, so this really does just feel like, oh, this could be a good movie. Uh, How are we going to get people to go see it? Uh, Throw Gran Turismo on it. I feel like it almost does the opposite for me, right? I feel like giving it just a random video game name kind of um, brings it down a level. Like, what was the Need for Speed movie with um, uh, Aaron Paul? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, So here, well, the Need for Speed, some of those had stories. So here it is, the premise. The film is about a Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan-sponsored video game competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Oh, my God. Actually, I kind of like that. Uh, What's that that classic film where the kid's really good at the arcade game and then they recruit him to fight aliens? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, Oh, what is that? uh, Last Starfighter? Yeah, Last Starfighter. Yeah, Last Starfighter. (laughs) And then what was the game uh, with um, Fred Savage? He had the, 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 the Nintendo Power Glove. Was he like he was also in the game kind of thing? 
Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah. anything about like kind of like high end racing, but I feel like the one thing I am kind of familiar with it. It's very. It's a very elite thing to do, right? You need a lot of money. You need a team. You need sponsors and stuff. I could see like maybe a scrappy upstart team is just like, oh, we don't have the money to like hire like one of these like elite drivers where can we find one like oh i'm let's get scared yeah. from a video game it'll be easier to teach that person how to drive a car you know than mm -hmm. you know just pay for somebody who's really expensive okay chris you sold me yeah. I, I started off this little segment uh just I, like no throw it in the trash and now i'm like yeah. okay i'll watch it <laughs> well i think i want to see i want to it's supposed to come out august of this year um i would like to see a little bit of it before i kind of commit to this Car movies don't really excite me, right? It's like watching NASCAR. They drive fast and they turn left a little bit. I know Grand Turismo <laughs> tracks are different. I'm just not excited about a, a, a racing movie, but that's like simply because it's just cars going really, really fast and, and looking really, really now, shiny. This would have been a great segue if we were talking about Transformers next uh, because yeah. that movie is indeed about cars. Yeah, we, we'll get to Transformers. It's Sometimes it's about cars. Sometimes it's about gorillas. And we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about those. But Grand Turismo, uh, they showed some footage off there. I don't have anything to show from that either, but you know, do get ready for that coming out August. Um, on the flip side, The Flash had an early screening at CinemaCon uh, after the panel. However, they also gave us a brand new trailer from CinemaCon, Mike. And this is probably, I think, the biggest trailer this week, right? Um, there were two trailers, and this is, I think, the biggest one. And I, I will also say, in our show notes, we have the regular trailer from CinemaCon that everyone saw and a Japanese trailer. Uh, I need to find the, the link. I'm, I will have it linked in our shows. The Japanese trailer has an entirely different version of footage, like entirely different cut of this movie. Wow. So if you want to see I, extra I, footage of that. I have not seen that. I mean, we do get some additional uh, Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman in here. There's just more Batman overall. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a Batman movie, and the Flash yeah, just happens to be there. There's more Zod. I feel like I, I'm not tracking exactly what, what lines are new or not, but this one feels more emotionally intense mm -hmm. than the previous it, trailer. It kind of feels more the story out here, right? A little, the other mm -hmm. one's like a really good you know, action scenes. We know the Flash is going to go back, save his mom, and get stuck in another universe where there's a Batman. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, but I'm curious if we're going to get more of a, uh, a surprise villain, right? Because I feel like... Uh, are you really going to hang the entire movie on Zod being yeah. the villain ag well, again? We, the it movie we like saw in twenty thirteen, the movie we saw in twenty thirteen with Superman already. Mm. Like, how fitting the DC uh, EU ends on the same note it started on, right? Mm. Uh, with with Zod coming mm. into this. Now, I I think there is something else here. Uh, I do think there is something else. Um, usually, again, this is just theory. Not, I, I've not looked into the the. People who saw the movie, some people have put the spoilers online. I'm not seeing any spoilers. So mm -hmm. this is completely theory. Now, when you have two versions of one character and one says nobody's going to die, there's probably going to be a conflict of some kind. Because, <laughs> yeah, super, because Barry super. has to kill his mom again to reset the timeline. Yeah, I mean, Supergirl is uh, has a very uh, intense moment in this trailer, like, what have you done? Which mm -hmm. seems more like something that you say to somebody you trust that made a yeah. bad decision less of just like oh zod killed somebody what have you done like well yeah. zod's gonna kill people we're not gonna be surprised necessarily when he yeah. does that um I, I i think the 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 craziest thing about this whole movie and we've been talking about it for years and years and years is we just don't know what's gonna come out of it at the end of the day right yeah. you know people that saw the movie can see narratively where they're going but just recently people were talking to james gunn i would assume on the guardians of the galaxy red carpet 
and he will not confirm the future of Ezra Miller right. still. So they are like, you know, they are still waiting to see, you know, some cynical people, you know, are going like, oh, you know, this movie will make a lot of money mm-hmm. and they'll they'll keep Ezra no matter what, no matter what they've done. Right. Uh, but I, I think they're just kind of like playing it safe of like we have an entire slate of brand new movies to go here. We are not going to draw any lines in the sand just yet. Right. And it's all supposed to start off with Superman, which I don't even think goes into production until next well, year. James Gunn just showed, I think it's end of the year. They're in pre-production now, right? He showed the script the other day and like, we're kicking off pre-production. So it might be end of the year, right? We have no casting. You know, is, is James Gunn, does it start with that? Does it start with Blue Beetle? Does just James Gunn's personal hand start with Superman, right? Because mm-hmm. he's mentioned Blue Beetle being in this, like, you know, being retooled to, to work in this. So like, you know, I can see, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm cynical. I think in a perfect world, you know, this movie makes enough money to get a sequel or warrant, hey, we sh- look, let's look at a sequel for The Flash. And Ezra Miller has gone through his, you know, uh, his, his, his um, therapy and come out the other side as a different person. You know, thankfully no one was hurt, killed, maimed or whatever. Uh, too bad. And he comes out and, you know, he's repentant and can continue on as a, as a movie star. And they would find a way to, to make this multiverse work in his favor. Uh, or James Gunn doesn't worry about the flash for another several years and focus on the characters we never got, right? Like we never had a green lantern. Um, you know, I guess we had Hawkman in that Black Adam movie, but do do we want to get like a? You know, what are some de- Justice League characters we haven't got, Mike, in a while? Like, do we get a movie yeah. version of Green Arrow? And that honestly, it, it's the least exciting strategy, but it could be the best strategy, right? Where you just take a break, right? You know, yep. you could. I could imagine there could be like blip style effects like marvel that you see through the dc universe where like oh there's some like stray lightning and that's our indication for the audience to know that like oh the the universe has changed and this is the new like direction that we're going right but yeah we could just like not see the flash or barry Barry allen again for like five six seven eight plus years and when that rolls around it's just a new actor you know we've just and we've just rolled on to the next or or it's wally west right there there are literally other flash main characters who are big just as big as barry allen and maybe they're like oh here's wally and then if they want to bring a barry back to have multiple flash later they could do that easily like hey yeah we pulled them out of another universe we finally found them kind of thing and but um, it's like all, all that being said I feel like all of this will be figured out once the movie finally comes out, right? Yeah. Because they're they're going to have to make some, you know, definitive statements, especially if they're getting like big nice box office returns, right? So Yeah. They'll we'll probably just, just we'll be just, like they'll probably be like we're still thinking about it. Like Warner Brothers does not move fast, I guess is my my would be my other flip side of that, um which yeah. is which is crazy. In the, in the meantime, we will just sit here and wait patiently. That's that's right, kind of. We'll kind of wait patiently. So this movie comes out in June. We have an image here, by the way, from the trailer. This this dropped before the trailer did, showing off um, two Barry Allens, one in a um, very cool flash suit. Looks like a brand new flash suit, right? In his gold mm-hmm. uh, suit with the thing. The other Barry in his Batman painted suit, which is funny looking. Um, now notice one has blue lightning and one has yellow lightning. Uh, that, that's I think that's a nice touch. And then obviously Supergirl in her Supergirl outfit. And this looks like maybe where, where they're fighting Zod, maybe? It just look, it looks like they're about to go fight Zod. Yeah, um, there seems to be some sort of action set piece in like a big, wide open area. I don't know, like, if it's like, like a desert, desert flats or yeah. something like that. Yeah, 
I would say um, the other part of this trailer that I did, uh, I hate to do this, but is they pulled it out of a Marvel movie is where Batman falls out of his, he's like, where's your parachute? I'm like, they just did this with Captain America in the Winter Soldier, like where he mm-hmm. jumped out of a car with it. We know they, they're superheroes. They have powers. They can jump out without parachutes. Like, come on. Think of, think of a better joke in this moment, if you will. Um, the other thing is the director uh, has said that the original cut it was four hours long, but please don't fucking tell people this because I don't want to release the the whatever cut. cut. Yeah, what's his name? Um, he directed the It movies. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Zack Snyder. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Flash, the Flash, ver- uh, the director of The Flash. I can't mm-hmm. think of his name, but yeah. I, I, I don't, we don't need to know that there were extra footage on the floor. People just need to let it go. Just say, this is the movie. You know, Taika Waititi, despite how you feel about Thor, Love and Thunder, he was like, this is the movie. There's no extra scenes. So, you know, there's no release the, uh, you know, with TD cut for Thor's. But anyway, Flash, new trailer, Japanese trailer, Mike. I put I linked it in there. It's on Twitter. Check that out whenever you guys get a chance. I think it's really, really fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this um, because, again, like we talked about, I, I feel like they can go as crazy as they want. And at the end, they're like, man, eh, we don't we don't need to do anything anymore. This is the end of the DCU. Uh, finally. Uh, sadly, the Blue Beetle movie uh, had some footage, but guess what? It was the same footage we've already seen, Mike. Um, and they had the suit on display. Did you see the the pictures of the suit they had in the hallways there at the? Uh, no, I didn't. Center? So, um, it's just it's this Blue Beetle suit looks pretty cool. I mean, honestly, you know, for for what they were, you know, it was going to be a streaming movie, then converted to TV or, or not TV? Yeah, converted yeah, to yeah we've gotten part. pretty good looks at it too. Like the very, very, very first like on set photos was this suit like smashed into like a convertible or something yeah i think and then walking around yeah it, it looks good it's a good yeah. looking suit yeah i'm glad it's practical you know like you know that's 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 the beauty of this one so glad glad it's practical we'll talk about more if they hopefully there is um some trailers later the other side uh, is the last bit of, of dc's news was aquaman in the lost kingdom apparently they got a trailer mike and we didn't get to see the trailer but it, i i did pull out some tidbits from a description here that there will be a black trident um, that I believe uh, Black Manta is using. There are zombies in this, probably being raised by this Black Trident, and um, <laughs> some Arctic settings as well. Like not just you know, um, not just I guess the Mediterranean is what was in the last one. Looking, yeah. Stuff. I mean, this movie is a big dice roll for sure too. Uh, I, we didn't talk about it on the show, but there was some you know uh, initial like kind of audience thoughts from like test screenings and you got to take those with huge grains of salt right because you don't know uh, at what phase the movie is in right are you only getting selective notes from like note cards and just ignoring like the good reviews but or or people who don't who never saw the first one are watching us and they don't know what's happening (laughs) exactly but the reactions were not good like very 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 bad like i think quote worst dc movie ever made Mm -hmm. which seems shocking because this is relatively the same creative team you know, yeah. coming back to make a sequel. So you would think it would at least be on par. Yeah. You know, if it was worse, it wouldn't be that much uh, different than the first film. Uh, but we do know that this has gone through its own drama with um, the Mera. Yeah. And we don't even know how much has retained uh, she, <laughs> in she, this film. She was in the trailer, they did say, but like a very short trip, like like a snippet, like rather than an actual like 
extended scenes. Um, yeah, maybe she gets eaten by like a shark. Or maybe something. zombies. <laughs> like the black trident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A zombie zombies. shark eats her or something. Yeah. So yeah, and then also we don't really know the future necessarily of Jason Momoa in the DC yeah. universe. It's just not clear. So yeah, we got to get the Flash movie out of the way. We got to get Aquaman out of the way, and then uh, finally start the pivot. Yeah, Aquaman came out what twenty? Was it twenty eighteen? Was that right? Like. That movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, it's it's twenty. It it was twenty eighteen. It made a billion dollars, right? Like, remember how much money that movie made? Like somehow over over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, one point one five billion dollars. And if they're like this second one's the worst movie DCU movie. I've seen some bad DCEU movies, Mike. So I I don't know what they're 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 talking about. But like (laughs) the best you have to just just same as, and you know you probably still make a little money on this so it's kind of sad to hear that there is that drama again james wan is, is returning as a director so the zombies make sense right he's a horror guy um through and through he helped you know invent the saw franchise um which is getting its 10th movie by the way i don't know if you saw that they announced <laughs> wow. that this week um so yeah I, i'm hoping for something good but you know we'll we'll get closer as we maybe get a trailer with the flash later this uh this summer uh, on the flip side of this, Marvel and, and Disney were the next day, and uh, Marvel literally showed the same Guardians of Marvel's footage that everybody's seen. Um, James Gunn, um, also, he wasn't there to introduce, talk about these things, because he was doing the right carpet stuff for Guardians. Um, mm. But I'm they, they literally were like, here's the Guardians volume three, here's Marvel's footage, and come back and meet see us at San Diego Comic-Con. So <laughs> it, it sounds like they're putting their their energy and ducks in a row for that and just kind of getting ready for, I would say maybe a new schedule of, of movies for us going forward rather than what we're, we've already written down for everything. Yeah. We either a new film announcements or maybe filling some of those gaps that we haven't quite heard about. I think it's going to, yeah, I think they might announce some stuff after fantastic four, but like I really feel like they're going to space everything out. So we might get all these movies maybe stretched out a year or two. Right. Um, to, to space what was it bob Iger said they want to slow down releases a little bit um mm-hmm. so i think they'll do the same movies just a little more time in between them to prevent that uh and lastly uh for for disney was indiana jones in the dial of destiny uh harrison ford has said he is done with indiana jones after this movie uh dude's like what 80 like how, <laughs> how old is he uh I'm gonna pull this up. Um, yeah, not not trying to be mean, but like yeah, he's 80 years old. Like he, he yeah, he can't Harrison, keep doing you don't got a lot of time left for a lot of things in general, which sounds harsh, but also like not surprising coming from Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. I feel like the only reason I don't know, I feel like I'm reading, trying to read tea leaves or like a crystal ball when it comes to Harrison Ford, right? Because the the attitude out there in the world was he was just this old curmudgeon and you basically had to pry him out of an airplane to get him onto a movie set, right? But I feel like maybe he's slightly more sophisticated than we're giving him credit for and he is really responding well to uh, if the script that you pass across his desk is good, right? He was mm-hmm. amazing in uh, Shrinking Season 1, yep. uh, which all of you have to go watch. And I would imagine he, he resonates with that type of character. We're like, oh, this is great. This is the role I want to play. So he must have a soft spot for Indy 
but maybe not so much of a soft spot for uh, for Han Solo. Maybe just because well, there's just too much nerd attention. I wouldn't even say directed I, towards Star Wars. Like I, I know we, they got him back to the table to do Han Solo, but like wasn't his uh, wasn't his demand like you have to kill me? Well, like, he 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 always <laughs> he wanted out of that you know years and years ago back when they were filming it, right? So I, I wouldn't say it's something new, but like you know if you look at like. You can kind of see his, you know, if you look at his filmography, like his eras, really, you know, when, you, when you've when you made a lot of movie in the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you probably don't need to act a lot, right? Um, so I, I wouldn't say maybe he was a commercial, but like, if you're, like, he's not just taking schlock there at the end. Like, he's not doing Sean Connery's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen there, at the, like, like he did at the end. But like, he does have some good stuff, you know, coming up. Again, Captain America... And the Thunderbolts, he's he's playing, you know, uh, Gerald Ross. He's in Indiana Jones. Um, you mentioned what was that? What was the show? Um, Shrinking, Shrinking, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in he's in the Yellowstone spinoff. Was it nineteen twenty three? I think. Um, so so he's he's doing some stuff right now that you know is is critically really well, really you know, Harold is really well done. So I can't. I mean, maybe he's just like him. met. Maybe he's just in like a new phase of his life, right? Yeah. Of just like I want to get back out there and start working again. Yeah, he's like he's like I'm eighty, I'm bored. Like y'all, you know, I'll do stuff, but I'm gonna do it on my terms, right? I don't need the money. I, th- I think he's fine on money. So, um, I, I did forget he he was a voice in the Secret Life of Pets too, Mike. By the way, so <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah. Um, I'll, oh, I forgot to mention yesterday uh, was the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, and that was in movie mm-hmm. theaters. They were showing it while I was waiting to go see Guardians. I'm like. Well, what if I just popped in here beforehand, but it didn't end before we got in there, sadly. So, um, but yeah, so Harrison Ford done with Indiana Jones. Um, cool. Good for him for doing so many of them and coming back after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Not Kingdom. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal. Uh, Transformers, Universal, the next day. Rise of the Beasts. New trailer out. And boy, this just ruined every hope I had for this movie. All in one trailer, Mike. I, I, yeah, I, right. Like, I was like, oh, this looks fun and exciting and very focused. And this looks like a goddamn mess after watching this trailer. Doesn't uh, it just seem like they didn't learn? They didn't learn their lesson or they just they didn't connect with what worked with uh, Bumblebee. Right. Yeah. Uh, like Bumblebee was this a smaller scale movie focused more on the character of Haley Steinfeld and like her family and just bumblebee uh, bu- like like a yeah, couple and, transformers yeah and it just it just made it feel more real and you could connect to it it felt more gra- down to earth and also this physically the transformers were just smaller right oh. so you could kind of share the screen with them uh, more as a human and i'm not saying necessarily they they've increased the size of them in this movie but they increased the scope of everything you watch this trailer and it, and it just looks like a transformers like six you know it just looks like we're still in that kind of yeah. michael bay timeline from back in the day that huge kind of action yeah. sequence at the end yeah so yeah like there's like a big cgi battle at the end it looks like right where like you have the the maximals and the um you know, uh, Autobots versus the Terracons and Unicron, who is actually the planet in Transformers 6. So how is he actually coming to the planet in this? I don't know how they're doing this. They None of this is making any sense. Trying to make sense of Transformers lore is confusing to begin with. But at least I'm lining up two movies apart rather than trying to line up movie one to, to, to seven. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, there are cool Scorpion robots, right? Those those were cool, like the Scorpionox and whatever. Uh, but it just looks like a, just a big CGI mess at the end of the day. And that really disappoints me because, you know, 
I, I've been hyping this up. I'm like, look, it's, it's Beast Wars. We're getting the beasts again. And, um, the beasts just don't make – they don't make any sense. Yeah. Like, the, And there's a line in the trailer that hints at it. It's just like, well, we've been hiding here in the darkness or something on Earth for – for centuries now and then there's like some shots of them in the jungle or forest flying around and i'm just like what what set of eyeballs is looking at this metal gorilla <laughs> thinking it's real well, in any way I, I well it all depends again assuming they've been seen transformers are good at hiding remember the dinobots that were there from that one movie that were there thousands <laughs> of years as well so megatron crashed into the hoover dam as well i yeah Transformers have apparently been on Earth forever, Mike, and we just have to accept that. No one. They're going to be better off. You know what? Next time, uh, one of these metal metal organisms come to our planet, disguise yourself as just a, a tree or a bush yeah. or something like that's that's that. You're not going to have to worry about the decades. Yeah. Uh, th- those have always existed. Yeah. So really, I, I was really excited until I saw this, and it looks like it's just going to be like another run of the mill. Michael Bay esque Transformers movie, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's really sad um, to to kind of see. That. We did get a lot more of um, it's uh, Pete Pete Davidson's character. He's he's the blue car that uh, the main oh, character is driving Pete, around. That in. was that was Pete Davidson. I didn't realize. Yeah, he didn't sound as annoying as he does in real life, does he? Uh, <laughs> and then um, um oh my gosh, the guy who plays he was in Game of Thrones, and then he was in. Infinity War. He's the troll, or, or the the. How am I guess Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is the voice of the villain Scourge in this. But oh, okay. Um, the, I want to see the Beast, but like I'm not really thrilled. So anyway, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. You can check out that trailer here. Sad to say, my 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 hopes are diminished. However, on the flip side, there's a theatrical animated Transformers movie announced this weekend called Transformers One, which is an animated prequel to the Transformers universe, which shows like, you know, back on like Cybertron and like before all the movies started. Right. Oh, and, wow. And Chris Hemsworth is voicing Optimus Prime. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like they, they literally have a, uh, you know, again, Transformers. Uh, one, I've got the, the other thing here. Um, Brian Tyree, uh, Henry, Scarlett Johansson, Keegan, Michael Key, John Hamm and Lawrence Fishburne are also in this movie, Mike as well. I'm, I mean, that is, I feel like that's, I don't know, like Optimus Prime's voice is so iconic Mm -hmm. and I understand the voice actor won't be around forever, but I feel like Chris Pratt is not the right. Not Chris Pratt, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Oh, Hemsworth. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. It makes a little bit more sense. At least the, at least the modulation and the tone of voice is more in line with an Optimus kind of booming. Uh, I I know you went straight to Mario, uh, but, (laughs) but but absolutely. Keegan Michael Key is returning uh, for this. Uh, He is, uh, he will actually be a Bumblebee in that movie. Um, I'm, I, 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 all right. I mean, I, I I suppose we will actually need a Bumblebee voice, right? Because he yeah. doesn't lose his voice. There's no American know. radio on Cybertron yeah. thousands of years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, to me, you know, again, it, this sounds fun. It sounds cool to see an, a, a theatrical animated Transformers movie. We haven't had one since Transformers the movies in the in the late '80s. So mm-hmm. um, it sounds like there's some faith in the in the the, the IP as a whole. If you will, yeah. So my my guess is that they'll um, they'll lean into like the newer kind of animation style of like you know 3D 
uh, animating the uh, robots just because it's it just saves so much time. So yeah, and they have see if that vibes. Netflix did that show. Um, was it War for Cybertron as well? That was three D mm-hmm. uh, CG. So that they they may have some models already, but you know, um, you're already doing CGI battles in mass in these movies. What's a what's an animated movie to them at this point? So. Oh well, we'll check that. I don't have any footage, but you know, as as that comes out, we'll we'll keep you guys posted as well. well let's just some gear. I got some Batman news here. I didn't expect to to talk about Ooh. Mike, so this is really fun. Uh, Batman Cape Crusader, the animated series, is based on Batman, um, the animated series from the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, has been picked up for two seasons at Amazon Prime rather than just one. Hey-o. So so it sounds like you know. Again, we always talk about this, and no one, I think, you know, I talked to someone outside of the show, they don't realize it. They don't just make one season of an animated show and then then stop and then wait for feedback and then make another. They usually do two at a time, get all the voice actors in, animate it together, and then check how two seasons did before they order some yeah. more. Yeah, it's just too cost prohibitive. You kind of have to keep the the steam train running for a little while and just hope that it pays off. And usually animated content just has a, a much longer tail. So yeah. you can, you know it'll last for a long time and it'll be a good crown in your catalog. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, it's Batman, right? It's a, it's a proven IP. You're not going to have like a lot of people railing against it. And it's even got a lot of the same creative team behind the animated series. So, uh, I, th- I think this will be a big win for, for Amazon, uh, on theirs, but the other, Am- uh, Amazon Batman stuff is where my ears kind of perked up a little bit. And this is called Merry little Batman, Mike. It's a movie, an animated movie. And I've included the first image of it here in our show notes, so you can take a look at this 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 uh, thing. And right away, you're gonna be like, "This looks familiar." Uh, this movie is being directed by Mike Roth, who has worked on the regular show, and from a script from Morgan Evans, who has written Teen Titans Go. Uh, so <laughs> it kind of it gives me vibes of when they did those Aquaman animated shorts on HBO max. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where they they weren't entirely sure, you know what they wanted to do with DC on the HBO max uh, platform. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, uh, who's a big pyramid upside down pyramid of a man here. And is, is like, looks like a lumberjack, a very, very old decrepit hunchback looking Alfred. Uh, and then a little bitty, um, I guess kid version of Damian Wayne dressing up as Batman here, if you will, in a little bitty Batman suit. Uh, but the plot of this movie is uh, Damian Wayne becomes a little Batman to prevent villains from ruining the holidays in Gotham. Uh, so it sounds like Batman himself, Bruce Wayne, will not be around for, for some of this movie. So do, are they trying to say this is going to be like kind of like a holiday special type of deal? Uh, it's it's a movie, so it's a full-length movie, so I don't know if it's a holiday special, but it will spin off into a show called Bat Family, which is our next bit of news here. Mm. So the Bat Family will literally is a series that follows Mary, where Mary Little Batman ends up, um, or ends, and with Alfred uh, Batman and Damian Wayne, who is now permanently Little Batman, and newcomers to Wayne Manor say navigate the fun and frustrations of life as a super family. Wow, I can't wait to see the nerds on the internet come after this exactly yeah. how they came after Aquaman. Yeah. Not realizing that this content is not made for them and yeah. it's made for children. So just well, please remember that. At, at the same time, though, I think this has a little bit more draw for us because, again, I, we're fans of regular show. We're fans of Teen Titans go to the movies, right? There was some, mm-hmm. uh, there's adult humor in animation there, right? While still being both good for kids 
and adult. So I think this is going to, I really hope this is going to strike that really good mix for us uh, between the two. Because some of that regular show stuff is dark, but it's also pretty funny, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and kid, kids like it. So I'm hoping for the best here, man. Like this, I did not expect Amazon to, to announce a movie, animated movie and a series for Batman all at the same time this week. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they're snuggling up against Warner Brothers to get that. Uh, that's our CinemaCon. Did you have anything else out of CinemaCon that we didn't have in our notes here? It was a kind of a whirlwind. No, I mean, I think, I don't know if this came out of CinemaCon, and it doesn't really come across our play on the show that often. Maybe we'll talk about it when it gets a little bit closer, but I know that there's a Hunger Games prequel yeah. trailer that did yeah. that did drop, um, but I, we'll probably pay a little bit more attention to that once it heats up a little bit more. Yeah, I, the, was that the... Something of songbirds and snakes, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a not, ballad of songbirds. Yeah, I, I think. Know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, I was like, it's not really up our alley, but you know, we'll we'll see kind of how this plays out as it kind of gets closer for that. But uh, CinemaCon kind of okay. Just just you know, Sony coming at us with some really weird stuff, and and Warner Brothers hitting them with that flash screening. So cool, cool stuff for that. But let's talk about. It. I got three bits of news for Marvel here that did not come out of CinemaCon. So first and foremost, Captain America: New World Order, Mike. The island, the celestial that has just been sitting out there in the ocean for several movies, right? Several, two full years of, of movies now, um, possibly three by the time this drops, is that they will turn this island, will be the home to adamantium, the metal that is in Wolverine's skeleton and is also comparable to vibranium. So what do they mean by home to it? Like they're going to find new adamantium there? They've never had adamantium in the MCU. So this will be the first time they discover it is what the Celestials remains. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking vibranium in my head. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess the, all these uh, precious metals out there in the world. Uh, uh, So do we think the Celestial has it like the dead Celestial has it inside of it? That's, that's, I think that's the theory that I did see some um, set photos of them like, like an, filming on an island that looks like a little island i'm like this could literally be any island but this this has been heating up for a while now this rumor about the adamantium so it could be part of the celestial structure or inside it right like maybe in like you you mine enough celestial you'll find some adamantium i mean i i love the concept because it's one of those little small kind of background um stories that they tell in pacific rim right when those um Oh, what did they call the monsters in Pacific Rim? The kaiju? Kaiju, yeah. They, uh, yeah, I couldn't remember if they just called them kaiju. It's such a yeah. general term for a big monster. But they would harvest, you know, the the goo and stuff out of yeah. them and, like, put it on the black market. So th- it makes sense that they would do that in the MCU with this new thing there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hints maybe at the title, New World Order, right? You know, they, they we just watched an entire movie of how difficult it is to invade uh, somebody's homeworld and steal their vibranium. Uh, well, why don't yeah. we just get this adamantium that's just right here, this brand new like island, and mm-hmm. there could be all these territorial it, disputes over who owns it and whatnot. Yeah, exactly, because it's like technically not really it, it was out on open water, right? So whoever gets there first, mm-hmm. I guess, gets it, and it would make that whole Eternals bit, you know, more relevant, right? It's not been relevant, it's not been touched on even. So uh-huh. um, they also did they they also used celestial goo in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. You remember whenever they like they go into the skull of nowhere, they're pulling out like the spinal fluid and stuff. Like it's all that yellow goo. Oh yeah, they are mining that head. Yeah. So I, I could see some some relation there. Um, with, with mm. you know that it's hardened due to you know uh, searchy stuff and yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what that turns into. I think it'd be fun to to get some vibranium and imagine like this new Captain America having a vibranium shield. Rather, or adamantium shield rather than a vibranium shield. So, um, 
yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. That comes out. I think that's fun. Uh, two bits of Fantastic Four news here. This one dropped hard that even other people reached out to me about. Is that Antonio Banderas is rumored to be Galactus, Mike, in this movie? I didn't oh. even know Galactus was going to be in it at this point. I mean, I, I would assume that's mainly going to be like mocap. Mm-hmm. You know, pull in some facial features of Antonio Banderas, right? To yeah, put like a, like on... a Thanos kind of thing yeah. yeah yeah the face but i mean galactus even more so is just kind of like a like a an alien monster creature you know in a way yeah. uh but humanoid so i mean that's cool antonio banderas he's great yeah i mean amazing in puss in boots the yeah. last wish that's right that's right that's, that's probably the gig that got him this they were like we love your voice <laughs> work in these movies uh yeah uh also you're a handsome man in, in uh and he's going to be in guardian not guardians uh indiana jones the new indiana jones movie um so uh yeah i think that's great i think i think uh, that'd be a good gig for galactus and you know we're I, we're overdue I'm, for a I'm, human galactus i'm looking up galactus helmet off does he ever take his oh my gosh <laughs> the first the first picture is just like very kind of like jack kirby back in the day uh-huh. it's, he just has like a black like just black slick back hair i thought there was going to be more exciting but all right, I've just never seen Galactus without his helmet. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because um, in the comic books, he he was um, a, a man from the previous iteration of the the dimension, and he survived through um, through it. And that's what that kind of gave him his powers a little bit. But yeah, he's he's not really the 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 helmet makes it feel like he's got like a big head, right? So it's weird to see it yeah. without it. But. Well, yeah, we the the biggest question about Galactus still is like, what scale are they gonna make this? this man yeah. is he going to be the size of the celestial is he going to be kind of more like a a giant on earth like what's going on here mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um I, I i'm excited to see what they do with it and, and hopefully they do it right the other thing is the thing the character of the thing right big rock dude mm-hmm. apparently they're looking at both men and women actors to play this role uh, <laughs> like, in this I'm movie ju- i'm just reading i'm just yep. i just read the line item this is hilarious and the one of the front runners right now is actress mila kunis uh to play the thing <laughs> now i have to say like this is obviously gonna cause a shit storm right yep. there are gonna be people up in arms about this i'm i'm open to it for the most part like you know i think i guess it wouldn't be ben Grimm anymore yeah. um <laughs> it would be benjamina uh, uh, Grimm. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. uh, Brittany Grimm, yeah, something like that. I mean, I yeah, it's fine. It, it would be kind of odd though. Like, are you gonna give uh, like the the rock character like a feminine silhouette? Is it gonna have like a, a rock chest? I'm yeah. not too sure. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kunis. I don't. I don't. I feel like if I had to just be instinctual about this, right? I would say, I think we want a more accurate depiction of the character we've all fallen in love with in the comics first. Yep. You know, maybe, and then maybe work our way uh, backwards. Uh, you know, maybe there's a multiversal version of thing that yeah. is Mila Kunis. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm trying not to be like super reactionary about it. So know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, again, Ben Grimm in the comic books is uh, he's known uh, to be Jewish, and they're looking at Jewish actors, both male and female. So this was people thought, oh, Mila Kunis is going to be Sue Storm. No, that was not what she was being uh, asked for there at Marvel. So um, she may she may not take it. Um, you know, it, it, this may just be a thing. There was a version of uh, the thing in the comics that was female, by the way. Uh, and it was a character. Um, her name was Sharon Ventura. 
not not Ben Grimm. So um, I'm I'm looking I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up now. Like oh yeah, yeah. it just does. It just. <laughs> It's just funny. They, they, there are a couple more rocks yep. up in the in the chest section, uh, and but the the character is kind of in like a a, a unitard, right. I guess, to avoid the question of what is underneath. Oh my god! Here's another one. It's just it's one where there's more like voluptuous rocks and like kind of like the shirt. This, you're, you're rule thirty four in the internet here. This Mike. this is this is uh, this is strange. I don't know. I, yeah. I I feel like I toe this line where I'm just like, yes, just do the craziest thing because I want to see the internet get insane and go uh, work themselves into a frenzy. But at the same time, I think we all just want a good, mm. fantastic four movie, which right. I think for the most part we can trust Marvel to do that they put so, a lot of time on this one this isn't one that i feel like they brushed out at all right yeah. like and, and this one has to work right this yeah. is one of the one of the bigger um superhero groups that just has not come into their roster yet and they can't do this wrong yeah well excuse me um but yeah absolutely so i mean it, it, this is true i i trust in them um you know maybe the character has been written gender neutral right because it's a rock person um but but we'll see um i just thought that was a very very interesting bit of news to drop on a friday uh what a pity. friday night yeah <laughs> absolutely uh lastly the last bit of news here i have is for blade um uh nick pisolato who has worked on true detective with mahershala ali is writing the script now he's currently the person writing the script for this movie to come out in a couple years and um in case we didn't i think we, we already announced this a while but yan demange uh, who worked on White Boy Rick and Lovecraft Country is directing it. Um, yeah, well, well, we do know that uh, Mahershala Ali was very vocal that he was going to be kind of a, a creative component with this film. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised to see that he's bringing in um, trusted, you know, work. A, a writer, somebody yeah. that he's worked with before. So hopefully, this movie finds its footing. It seems like this has been um, very loose ground for this film yeah uh, for a while now so hopefully they finally landed on something yeah i think the other part is um in in their credit they've not been afraid to delay it right um mm-hmm. it, to, to find the right right bit of work here rather than just hey we announced blade let's go ahead and put it out they've they've delayed it officially to to get this right so maybe you know we'll cross our fingers that it's done well at the end of the day with that um, that's our episode for this week, Mike. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Um, but we'll be back next week with two episodes. But if people want to know what you're doing, where you're at in the meantime, where can they get you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my brand new webcomic, Life Rewards Risk, at Life Reward Risk or liferewardsrisk.com. It's kind of hard to say it. Uh, so I, I bought like both versions of the domain name in case somebody spells it wrong or hears it wrong. So you'll get there no matter what. Uh, but Chris, if you want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87. I did post a picture of the uh, the screen from the, the, the early Guardians thing there last night. They had a little thing on the screen saying share and like and comment. Uh, but if people know about the show, get ready for our Guardians review next week because we will come back with our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 review in a regular episode. Where can they get ready for all that good stuff? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. If you want to see all the trailers and images that we talked about this week, we got that over on the website. Uh, You can like us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and get merch at SuperheroSlate.com. 
slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. What did you think about the news that came out of CinemaCon this week? Are you hyped? Are you excited? What do you think about The Flash? Let us know. Uh, and we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be back next week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.